here we yeah. go oh, again. Yeah. yeah. Boom. The Pod Father is back, baby. <laughs> What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode mm-hmm. of the Neon Belly Podcast. We are your hosts, Nate LT Gray. And Brandon, I don't know who LT Gray is. Boys, this week. We're going to recap this past Saturday night's UFC fight night headlined by Tiago Santos versus Magomed Ankalov. Then we will take a look ahead at this week's massive London UFC fight night card, which is currently, and yes, we say currently headlined by Tom Aspinall versus Alexander Volkov. We'll explain more on why this main event might be in jeopardy later in the episode. And finally, per usual, we're going to hit you guys with all the news and happenings in the world of MMA. But first... Boys, how we doing? How are we doing We're with doing the time change? Struggle bus. Yeah, it was a rough morning, man. I got I got like very limited sleep compared to what I thought I did. And then I woke up and I, I got up at, I think I went to bed at like one and got up at eight. And I'm like, I'm so much more tired than if I got that much sleep. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I forgot the time change. So, good So, morning. you really got up at seven. Yeah. So, I've literally had two cups of coffee already today because I'm like dragging bad. Mm-hmm. But what is up, boys? How you doing? Um, post your own episode without me. I thought we'd do pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty proud of it. I, I would probably give us a solid seven out of ten. Whoa. Okay with that. I'm not. I wouldn't give that. I think that's being generous. I don't know. I'll, I'll give it because of Jacob. I say if it wasn't for Jacob, you guys maybe like a four point eight. I mean, I, I had that, that at all. I yeah. had to ask Jacob to get into it. He was just sitting there over, just like looking at nothing. Yeah, I was like, Jacob, I how know. do you feel? And he was like, Oh, um, here. Gosh, did you listen to that episode? Yeah, I did at the like, airport. So mm. here's my gripes. Go number one. You didn't ask people to subscribe. I, yeah, yeah. I, I knew that. I we talked it. about that. Off rip. Yeah. We do. That's kind of a thing for us, though. That's lack of preparation. I almost feel like that's just a thing for us, though. Number two, mm-hmm. when you were recapping the fights, you didn't give the results or say who won. You just started talking about it. Mm, but we did end up mentioning who Not won. Not really. I mean, we definitely I mean, did. you kind of implied it through what you were saying, obviously, but it was just like main event. Man, I don't know. Like, Colby, man. Is just, and it's just like, well, what do you mean? Well, here's well, the other thing. Jacob not, didn't watch any of the fights. Well, that's fine. That's true. So, I mean, that's cool. He, he, you know, It was just us. But we, I mean, we mentioned everybody who won. So, once again, breaking it down. Lack of preparation. But I also feel like, I don't think that's lack of preparation. I just think that's lack of used Attention. to running the episode. Okay, that's fair. I'll give that. you that. The Terrence McKinney-Drew Dober fight, which happened last this past Saturday. You guys didn't even freaking mention the dude just fought two weeks ago. Mm. I you mentioned just, his crazy story. You just blew. Yeah, you say that every time we talk about Terrence McKinney. Yeah, because he has a crazy story. I agree. But the dude took the fight on two weeks' notice, boy. But it's kind of like regular now it's for him. Terrence McKinney. And other people. And he like, took it against Drew freaking Dober. People, and you just, people have kind of been doing that, though. Like what? short notice fights. That's kind of been. Oh, you place. just completely like, ah, we just mentioned. Terrence was it that McKinney. big of a deal, though? It was a huge deal. I like two weeks ago. Dude, we just compared this dude to Hamzat Shemaev in terms of his rise. Okay, but. Imagine if Hamzat took a fight in two weeks and we're just going to be like, oh, yeah, Hamzat took fighting. a fight in like seven days. Right. And it was two weeks we were, is not we, the were same. we were tripping out. It was crazy. I don't think it was that big. I'm just saying that's his UFC career right now. Every single fight has been like two weeks. You played played T-Rex McKinney, and I wasn't happy about it. That's okay. Didn't announce Valentina Shevchenko versus Tyler Santos, who Valentina, one of the greatest MMA champions right now of our generation, and you guys Mm. didn't even announce that they announced her fight. And against a girl, let's be honest, Mm -hmm. 
possibly looks like one of her biggest tests to date on paper. Tyler Santos is vicious, people. Yeah. Vicious. Is that bigger news than the Kane stuff? Tyler Santos no. just defeated. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, I'm not comparing it to that. I mean, that needed its own space, I felt like. No, but we do the news for a reason. You can throw it in there. You don't have to yeah, do just one why thing. Why can't we just throw it in this week? Well, because I am doing it now. Right. So but let's go back. in the lead. Maybe Joanne, I wanted to bring it up. Joanne, yeah. well, you would have done it last week, which once again no. tells me no preparation. No. Why last week? No preparation. When do they fight? Because that's when it was announced. When do they fight? Um, I did yeah. write it down. Uh, June 11th. Last okay, November. we still have months. No. We can talk about it whenever. We announce it when it gets announced. Mm, Boys. Not all the time. Yeah, Joanne Calderwood, everybody thought, was next for Valentina. Tyler mm. Santos demolishes her. Doesn't even make it look hard. Yeah. I don't think and a lot of girls it. are really that. And you skipped it. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, I think people were happy with the conversation we had. Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a fight, honestly. I mean, it is a big fight in the sense that it's a championship fight. It's Valentina. Yeah, that's my point. It's a big fight. Uh, it's just because she's there. And it's probably her toughest test. Mm. I mean... Can we just agree there just wasn't preparation? Oh, there no. was. I mean, you thought about it, no. but you yeah. went off the top. I feel like I mean, I had stuff typed out. I was ready for a I lot of like, different things. I feel like he's kind of Here's the thing. If, out of everything we did, we covered the fights... We previewed. You put an episode up. And we and made I'm it happy through. For that. And I think, uh, hey, how was the volume? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know right. what? You know, just for that. This, you know what? Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Good job on There's the volume. There's no positive reinforcement, right? Like, I'm hearing a lot about the criticisms. But All right, let's get no to the criticism. positives. There was an episode. Thank there was. You. Thank you guys for the episode. I'm glad that I was. Uploaded at, on time. I was at least, yes, I could step away and enjoy a week off. And I didn't. We didn't miss an episode. Didn't miss a beat. That's right. Um, I'm really thankful Jacob showed up. I, like I said, I think he took it up a couple notches. We might be looking at like a 4.8 episode. He brought it to like a 7.3. I don't understand that at all. You got a weird rubric dog. All right, I'll give you guys a 5.2. 5. 5.2. He brought it to like a 7.3. I think yeah. that's you don't. It's a good thing you don't like rate movies or anything. Tough ratings, man. Yeah, you got UFC judging type <laughs> numbers right now. <laughs> all start, over calling, the start calling him Saul Diamato. That's his yeah. nickname. Uh, but how you. was vacation? Oh, it was good, man. It was really good. Um... Really expensive. Ooh, that mm. here's the thing. So everybody's always like, "Oh, I want to move to Florida because there's no state taxes." Oof. Yeah, every meal is thirty dollars <laughs> per person. Yeah. I mean, we, dude. So, like, okay, I don't want. Okay, no, I'm not gonna say it that way. So we were financially prepared mm -hmm. for the vacation. Like, it wasn't necessarily that. Like, oh, we spent too much money. Like, we don't go on vacation. You know, like we've been on vacation enough. We know it's expensive. Yeah. Um. So we were prepared, but like halfway through it, we're like, every meal is $90, mm -hmm. 80, 90 bucks, dude, you go. So like, so we're finally like, all right, well, let's start like skimping on breakfast. Okay. So we, for, for people that don't know, so we did two days at Disney and then we did two days in, um, on Lido Key in Sarasota, Florida, mm -hmm. um, or three days, excuse me. So we did kind of two trips in one essentially. So when we get to Lido Key, you know, in Sarasota at that point, we're kind of like, Ah, what's breakfast? Like, we'll just do like a small breakfast. So our hotel had like a cafe. So the first morning we wake up, we go down, we get each a breakfast sandwich, just a sandwich, like a bagel mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and a coffee. Thirty-five dollars. Thirty-five dollars. Do you like this is typical Florida stuff? Or yes, like, everywhere we went, dude. Everywhere. But like, like when you usually go to Florida, is that the case? Or do you feel like some of that has to do with like? Uh, no, yeah. Well, I mean, when we went to Miami, dude, it was the oh, same thing. Ooh. We were like dinners were like forty-five dollars a person. Oh. So then. So then we're like, the next morning we're like, well, let's, we had um, an espresso machine in our room and they gave us like the K-cups or whatever for it. So like, hey, we just won't pay for coffee. We'll just do it in our room. 
go down and get breakfast sandwiches. $22 for two breakfast sandwiches. Dude, you guys should have hit that by the last store. day. By the <laughs> yeah. last day, we're each getting juice. We're down to liquids. Oh, <laughs> like, we just went to the cafe and got two smoothies, and that was like $15. you walking by people. You going to finish that bagel? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I like told her, I was like, I love how we skimmed down to like we're literally just drinking liquid for breakfast, and it's still like $15. Hey, just just real so you know, we're intermittent fasting all vacation oh, and gosh, only eating dinner. Dude. It was like every freaking meal, but I mean, it it just comes with it, I guess. It was just it's expensive though, man. Yeah. Then you factor in in Florida like the tolls, so you mm. drive you're driving through tolls constantly. You know, like they get you in Florida. Oh yeah, I love Florida, but they get you in Florida. How was Disney? Uh, loved Universal. Uh, did uh, Disney or the um, Hollywood Studios was trash really we wasted a day yeah i just i was really excited to go like the star wars and the toy, toy story world was a joke mm. don't don't if, even if you've got kids don't waste your time <laughs> yeah star wars i so the employees we're getting way off i mean when you need to speak through this but <laughs> the employees are like dressed up and they're in character kind of like connor prairie mm-hmm. and so we were kind of like wrapping it up and um i don't know if you guys have seen like videos but they go the there's like a big one of the big ships in disney mm-hmm. and it's got like a, and then there's like it's like on a stage and like kylo ren and stormtroopers come out and they do like a little like kind of show thing i guess mm-hmm. so i was like oh, i kind of want to stay for the show but like it's getting hot and i was like i'll just go ask this employee over here this park employee like um how much longer till the next show because they kind of do it periodically the other day. so i go over and i'm like hey man uh what time are they coming back out and doing that and he was like, I do not know. Um, the Supreme Leader just landed on the planet. <laughs> don't play character, dude. Dude, I'm like, okay. So I'm sitting here like, all right. I don't know. He's like, the Supreme Leader just landed on the planet. We're not sure. I have heard he is on board currently. Um, and he just kind of comes out uh, to look for, I don't even know what he said, periodically. He's, you know, he's hunting. And I'm just like, just kind of look at the dude. I'm like, dude, just tell me. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm just like, dude, come on. Like, we can just skip this. I'm like, I, so I look, I'm like, dude, just tell me when. And he's like, I really don't know, sir, um, but I can tell you I did see him. Like, he could tell I was getting pretty irritated, yeah. and he's like... Three moon cycles. So then, <laughs> so then, yeah, so whatever. So that guy, like, I was just kind of annoyed with that. But literally almost beat the shit out of somebody on the Harry Potter train. Whoa. I don't even know if I want to get on that story right now. I might, because we're already 10 minutes in, and I yeah. can just... No, nah, I don't want to say that part, because um, that that's irrelevant to the story, other than it does say... I don't know. I already went down the hole. I'll tell you guys after, but like literally almost fought a dude on the Harry Potter train. Mm, Like it was like tense where everybody in our little cart was just silent because he was drunk Uh. and he was a guy and he was hitting on, um, so he was hitting on one of the male, um, he he was a gay guy, which has nothing to do with the story, Mm -hmm. but he was hitting on one of the male guys that worked on the train before we got on it. He was being pretty belligerent, inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And, um, was just kind of already getting like like a little rowdy before we even got on it. And right. We were supposed to get in a different cart, but it was full because it was a family and they had like a stroller. So the three guys that were together, which this guy was in their party, got put on a train on one cart and it was empty. It was just those three. They fit like eight people. So me and Ash go on that one. It's just three guys. We're two more people. 
and he instantly starts in on, you guys need to get off and get in your own car. And like, I'm kind of like joking with him. I'm like, oh yeah, we had to pay extra for these. Like, you know, like <laughs> kind of flirting with him a little mm-hmm. bit, having fun, like whatever. We're all laughing. And then he like kind of stops and he's like, no, really, it's time for you to go to your cart now. And I said, no, really, we're staying. <laughs> and it just got like quiet, like super tense. And like Ash was like grabbing, like she like squeezed my arm. It was like, I, my whole like demeanor, oh, yeah. like I got those like chills where it's like, we're going, I guess we're going to do this. I guess we're going to, and he just like stared at me and like his friends were like checked out and he did not say a word the rest of the train ride. So I went, baby. Yeah. One and oh, and Harry Potter train fight. I think I 10 ate him. Yeah. I, I think I just, I, I gave him the look and he was done. Uh, I was like, no, really we're staying. And he just kind of looked and kind of laughed it off. And like, we just like locked eyes for a few seconds. And then he just kind of like, <laughs> he was done. Like, I'm not playing dude. Cause well, he was already I- being an ass outside. Right. And, it was already getting to be too much around kids and stuff because he was being really inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, that's not my kids, but still. Would first move would have been like a duck under, maybe take him down. No, I'll do no. Are you going straight hands? I up? was, I was like, I was like across from him. I would have just probably went throat <laughs> fit and just nice. like straight to the face. <laughs> throat fit, and he would have done nothing. So anybody who might fight Nathan in the future, watch your throat because oh, yeah, I might. My patience with people is it's it's diminishing, mm. and I keep getting in trouble with Ash for it. Yeah, like my my saying stuff in public is getting worse because mm. I just have less patience for people. So I just don't go out. I know it's getting there. <laughs> um, boys, we gotta big get fights. going. I'm sorry, sorry for that, guys. Had to rant a little bit there. Um, yeah, big fights. I think is punishment though. Mm. I think this is fair. I think you guys do deserve a little punishment for not asking the one thing that we do every week, if nothing else, and that's asking people to subscribe, give us a follow, all that. I think is punishment, and I think this is fair. Mm. You guys both together should have to ask people to subscribe, follow, hit us on our IG, but I want it performed as an opera. I don't mm. think that... Yes, Brandon. At all. You don't, you don't have a say in this. Why? It does fit the crime, because we do it each week. It's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. It's an easy thing to do. Can we have a crime where, or have like a punishment because you've missed the most episodes out of anybody? And you said that, no. and you've cussed more no. than all three of us. No, combined. because no, because I don't say the f word. Because I mean, you have a couple times. Yeah, I, and I, we I request time off. I don't last minute not show up. Like you know, mm. okay, <laughs> you one know, time over here. Um, but no, I think that's fair punishment. So let's let's going, get it. I get low. Fall, hold on. Yeah, that's fine. You guys can both go low. So I get low. He has to go high. The Phantom oh, of the, the, we're calling this the Phantom of the Follow <laughs> performed. By the Neon Belly Podcast, John and Brandon. This has to happen now. And action. Yep. Go. I'm going low. I, said, I already said low. low. We'll both go low. I go lower. Come on. Obviously. I don't know. That's true. Let's start with. Please rate us five stars on Apple Podcast and Spotify. And Even though you can't do it there. <laughs> And give us a review. <laughs> but also, what about the Instagram? Follow us on oh, Instagram yeah. and Neon Belly Podcast. And sell cards now at certain places. Yeah. I was thinking like more like a plea. Like, you know. Please. Yeah, there it is. We yeah. needed the climax. I needed him to hold something out. So Good, job. Stand up. Good job on that, boys. Good job. That, that was fun. Fair so, play to you both. Right. Because like, the real deal is you probably would have like choked up a little bit <laughs> and stopped. Like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. I would have just refused. I would have just refused. It just shows our commitment. Somebody has to keep this show going, you know, and it's yeah. not you. Yeah, especially when you're not here. I got a good little surprise for you guys later. I think you'll like. I think oh it boy. makes up for it. Boys, big fights last night. Let's get to Man. it. Okay. UFC fight night results. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the main event. Magomed. 
Ankalaev. I keep saying Ankalaev, and I have mm-hmm. to stop saying that. It's I noticed Ankulayev. that when I was watching. I was like, man. But it's, it's weird because he's had like a spread out fight. I know, and I've got to stop. And it's like in my brain, Ankalaev. Ankalaev. Magomed Ankalaev defeats Tiago Santos by unanimous decision. 49-46 on two. 48-47 from one. Got to be honest, not much to write home about in this one. Um he was in deep water. Well, re- yeah, really slow first two rounds, mm-hmm. um, I thought, from both guys. And then at the end of the second, you know, Magomed, or, uh, Thiago drops Magomed, and he was really setting that big left hand over the top up. I mm-hmm. don't know what he was doing, but it was really an interesting time. Like He was kind of, it was like he was orthodox, and then he would step in with the right, mm-hmm. and then as he stepped in with the right, then he would come over the top with that left. And right. he was getting really close. Every He did it the whole first two mm-hmm. rounds, and finally it found a home because when he was throwing it, I'm like, man, that's kind of nasty. Like mm-hmm. It was throwing Magomed's timing off, you could tell, and then he ended up landing it. Um, not much in the third round again. I thought, you know, still kind of a, I mean, fairly even. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Santos came out really aggressive in that fourth round. Between those rounds, the third and the fourth, his corner was telling him to blitz. blitz yeah. And he did, and then he gassed. I thought yeah. really bad. And then the body language was bad. I mean, at one point, he, like, circled off the cage, looked like, down. kind of to reset, looked down, took some big breaths, and just was like, yeah, it was not not good. Um, and then Ankalaev, Finishes the round with a takedown, mm-hmm. which we're going to get to the takedowns. I think that's an important thing in this uh, as we get because a lot of people critical and rightfully so. Um, and then in the fifth round, uh, saw Magomed control Santos for a large part on the fence. Goes to win on the decision. Let's just start there with the fight overall. Is this a fact of maybe we have not seen Magomed face somebody of Santos's caliber and we finally got that taste of him with the upper mm-hmm. and it's just not there? Or I kind of thought Magomed from the beginning looked flat. Did you guys think he came out really slow and flat compared well, to what we've seen? Yeah, I think he was tentative because he knows who he was fighting. Sure. Um, and, and I think they both were a little bit like that. I mean, they barely broke double-digit strikes landed in you know almost every round. Yeah. Um, and the, those first two, they were definitely just filling each other out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everything they threw was violent, though. I will say that. Like, when they were both connected, it was just like two people, like, swinging baseball bats at each other. But I do think Santos, you know, I mean, even with the, like, the Glover fight, like, he was doing really good. I mean, he's done good in a lot of these fights. Yeah. It just sometimes he fades. And I think mm-hmm. he is that top five, top ten level guy. Um, yeah. So I think it very well could be that. And it could be Magomed kind of feeling, like, in the moment. Like, if I win this, I'm in a big spot. Yeah, there was his first main event. Yeah. Yeah, And he's pressure. never been five rounds. Like, there's a sure. lot of things that go into that. I feel like you guys are overly critical of Magomed right now. But let me, let me, so let me tell you what I think. So it was, it was more flat in terms of what we may be expecting and what yeah. we've seen. But, dude, I think that if anything, for me, this showed Uncle Lab's fight IQ. I think okay, that right, that check right hook was there all night. Sure, he threw a ton of high kicks. He threw mm-hmm. a ton of body kicks. Got the takedown when he needed it. I know we'll talk about that. But for me, what I say last week, I said, which Santos is going to show up? And the only time he let his hands go, he ends up dropping Uncle Lab. Yeah, right. If he would just let go more like he used to, I mean, mm-hmm. I think you have a completely different fight on your hands. But he just didn't. And, but I think the same could be said for Uncle Lab. Like, I feel like if Uncle he, Life. or dang it, man, I got to stop this. Same keep keep correcting now. me. Yeah, I keep saying Magomed. 
I think with Ankalaev, the same thing could be said, though. Didn't really trust his, his combos, because same thing when he let him go. I thought, you said his check right was there, which he actually said was nice. I thought his left cross was really nice, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was like, and that left hand was really fast, man. He was sneaking it in, and a lot of times, you know, you almost didn't even see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, man. I just, it, it just isn't interesting, and I do agree, maybe in a sense. I kind of felt that today. Like, maybe last night I walked away a little bit too critical in the sense of, he did do some really good things, and it is Tiago Santos who mm-hmm. is still super dangerous. I mean, that whole he dropped in round two, right? Yeah, that, that's the whole reason I would think that Magomed's going to be a little more patient, more calibrated, and make sure he's not. Well, I definitely think he got a reality check when he got fumbled with that. Lift. Yeah, I don't know if he's ever been dropped like that. Yeah, I think he at that point he realized he can't stay within range like that for very long because if one of them sneaks over, he knows what can happen. Yeah, um, which is why I think you see the wrestling adjustment, but yeah, I mean. These fights are needed for these guys, I feel yeah. like. Um, not only in the jumping competition, but having to battle through something. Sure. You know, the to battle back and then make up some changes. Um, so it's it's good to get a win against somebody like Santos and then being able to control it toward the end. But he definitely was in um, a bad spot. But to Santos' thing, if he kept on letting him go and doing those blitzes, he wouldn't have made it past the third round because he gassed mm-hmm. after trying it the second time. But look at Santos' last three fights. They've all looked like that. Every single yeah. one he sat there and been well, timid. He kind of has to find it. He's one of those guys I feel like has to like time out his his burst like that because he doesn't have a lot in it because he throws so hard and he misses. Yeah. You know, it makes it makes you tired a lot quicker. I just, I just think, man, like when you, it is written all over Santos's face and dude, I think it was like in the fourth round, he was literally just like sitting on the stool, like belly <laughs> yeah. out, like just like get me out. Like didn't even look like, not even that he didn't want to like finish the fight. I thought I thought I saw a man that doesn't want to fight anymore. Like he was like, I'm done with this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like this is my life. Like I just like he visually was a man that was just done, checked out. So I think for me, a hot young prospect because I genuinely feel like a Jerry Prohashka, he gets Santos out of there. And I think you mm-hmm. kind of, if you're Mago Mad, like I just wanted to see that. Yes, this was a step up, you know, compared to what we have seen. Mm-hmm. If I'm just being a little critical, is I think everybody wanted to see that hype. You know, it's kind of like what getting back to like the Hamzat, if you know, same thing with the Burns. We're about to see him get tested, right? So it's right. just going to, it is, it is interesting, but you also want to see these guys like go for the kill because mm. he was done, man. Yeah. He was cooked. And, you know, he was hittable in that fight. And some of these guys moving up are big power punchers like Santos. So it, it just makes it interesting. I think he can definitely make adjustments and, you know, use the wrestling, use other things yeah. to be a little bit more dominant. And I think, oh, go ahead. I was, I was, I expected more of the wrestling. Yeah, that's, um, that's I what I was to. wanting to, I wanted to see more of that. I think if he was going to finish him, that's where it was at. Cause he caught him with, a, like I said, a lot of those check right hooks and yeah. stumbled him. And I was like, man, don't know if that's going to put him away. You really got to probably get him onto the ground here. And, mm-hmm. But again, never really saw it. Yeah. And I, and I, you guys hit it last week with Jacob really well is, he is a wrestler, but primarily he's almost more of a kickboxer now, which is yeah. great. I love to see that, you know, that mix in his game. But every step matchup, every style is different. Mm-hmm. And I think early in that fight, I think Santos clearly had some type of advantage in the stand-up. Um, he's whether, more crafty. Yeah, he's maybe doing crafty. different stances. Time, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, that switch that he was doing where he was stepping in, that was sick, man. But go to your wrestling, man. Like That's what I'm saying. Like Because I feel like... Dude, I mean, he didn't even take him down until, like, I said, what, the fourth round? It's mm-hmm. like, he takes him down in the second. He probably is submitting him by the mm-hmm. third or fourth, you know, because he, mm-hmm. he was just done, man. He was Even when he did get him down, Santos did, to me, really nothing to indicate that he was going to get up. Yeah. yeah. You know, so 
I know it is being critical, but I think it's a little fair because we do think this guy is a future champ and maybe not that far off from getting that shot. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, well, and you, you got to think everything for him moving forward is a main event, five rounds. Yeah. So maybe the fourth round, he's feeling it a little bit, and he's like, hey, man, yeah. I need to Could be slow learning. this down a little bit. This guy's still yeah. winging him at me. Because that's the one thing about Santos. If you don't put him away, he's going to keep winging stuff at sure. you. And if it hurt, if it connects, it can still hurt you. I just thought I saw a different Magomed than what I was accustomed to. And, like, I just don't want him to be one of those guys that gets up to to the top and then just starts playing it safe like we've seen a lot of people do because he seemed really content which I mean you went in the UFC congrats I mean you deserve right. it but you know just would have I just expected more out of him and mm. expected more when I felt like the fight was over for Santos as well like to right. me that's when you have to notice that like dude he's got nothing left for you so I don't know just a little critical I did see he called for the title shot yeah man so well that's eight in a row for him yeah that's eight and that's eight fights in the I mean most of those in the UFC, that's insane, man. Yeah. I mean, you take away the Paul Craig fight, which was kind of a freaky finish. He, yeah, he won all but 10 seconds of that yeah, fight, right? Yeah, kind of like this uh, first Silva-Sonin fight. Yeah. You know, just like a kind of freaky finish, you know. But eight in a row in the UFC, um, I think undoubtedly if he could be next, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it could make plenty of sense with that type of run. But Anthony Smith is begging i don't know if you guys watched the post fight show begging for that fight he was like very convicted um that he thinks he can beat magomed um i actually i kind of like that fight too because yeah. like maybe he convinced me last night hearing him um but he said you know um he thinks that magomed is pretty overrated now he's like you know let's be honest like he's like i thought he was a better wrestler than that um he thinks it's a very very favorable um just overall matchup. Um, mm-hmm. But with that being yeah. Magomed's first big test, right, the Santos, maybe it wouldn't hurt to see him get tested one more time against another really legitimate fighter mm-hmm. just to make sure he's fully ready for the winner of Jerry Glover. I'm not upset with that. No, and I mean, Smith has played, um, you know, he's messed up a lot of people's runs trying to get up there. I mean, you see the yeah. Jimmy Crute fight. And, I mean, he's ranked four. Right. Um, I think Magomed's six. Yeah, so, which be five, right? So yeah, yeah, probably we'll definitely move into the top five. I yeah. agree. I think that's. I mean, I think that's a a really good fight, especially when you're trying to still figure some things out right. for what happened because you still have Yawn, you still have a couple other people. Yeah, and injuries with Jerry Glover, you know that stuff is always possible. Mm. You know, um, freaky fight finishes change things a lot, but I don't think after last night, I'll say I don't feel as convicted that he should be next. I think if he wants if he wants to and if the UFC wants to give him the title shot, fine. He mm-hmm. does deserve it based off of it what he's done, but I wouldn't mind seeing him get one more big test, I think. Yeah, I just mean, to make sure. I feel like and it would just build up for when he does get to that. Like I mean cuz imagine, you know, Yuri wins this and then he beats Anthony Smith, that build up gets a little bit better in my opinion yeah. than coming off of a fight where it wasn't quite as, you know, dominant as you'd like maybe. I know it does seem critical, but like you said, I think that when you see some of these performances like a Jamal Hill and some of these other guys right. who are going out there and putting it on people, sure. and granted, it's not against Tiago Santos, but who I'm just saying. Hill just knock out um, just really fast? Who? Was it Hill. Ozdemir? Jamal Hill? No, no, no Johnny no. Walker. Johnny Walker, yeah. 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 It just, yeah. yeah I don't it know. just, I don't know. I think you got a lot of excitement with somebody like Jerry up there. And yeah. You still, like I said, you still have Jan, so there's some. Still some potential up there, but I do like him and Anthony Smith. Do you feel like there's an issue? Like, because he's got eight fights in a row. But mm-hmm. if I ask you, 
Who was his biggest fight outside of Santos? What would you say? Paul Craig. Yeah. <laughs> who is his... Uh, let me pull up his... I don't know if I can pull up his record real quick. I don't know who he's really beat. Who but that, is his but even that right there, the fact that you don't have anything sure. like this right off the top of your head. But it's still eight fights in a row. So mm-hmm. I like there's kind of that weird balance of like, yeah, he's got an eight-fight win streak, but... Like people will say, with people, who do you beat?" Right. Well, like, I mean, even like so, Islam, a lot of people don't think him not having yeah, that so, top five, top ten. So win, it's like, how do you kind of? He beat Nikita Kroilov. I think that that wins aging pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kuntalabe twice, obviously, because that. Um, yeah, I would say Kroilov's a sneaky one. Santos now, um, Paul Craig. You know that wins age or well that loss hasn't. I, I don't know how you explain it, it but that's what 205 his performance is, is aged yeah. well because how he, well he performed against Craig, even though he did lose. Right. But. 205 is so weird because you do have like a Craig right there who's beat Jamal Hill mm-hmm. and he's beat Magomed, but all these other guys, he hasn't fought as rec- he hasn't fought in a minute. So he beat Shogun. I think it was his most recent fight. Okay, yeah. So it's just, it, it's a kind of an exciting time for that division yeah. finally it's again. It's pretty deep. So it's getting deep. A it's lot definitely of exciting. Boys, the co-main event. Song Yadong defeats Magic Marlon Marais by KO round one. Yadong is here, baby. He's scary. He is here. Uh, big right hook, left hook, uppercut. Good night. Marlon Marais, boys. Mm. How excited. I, hate to say I told you so. I think the magician might need to disappear. The health bar's gone, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they touch. I just have to talk about this because it cracked me up. They touch gloves. And this man, Song Yudong, gets off like a four-punch combo in like three seconds. <laughs> yeah. He touched and just like went body, body, head, body. And I was like, well, this is going to be the tone of the fight. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I think this dude has a really high ceiling. I didn't even realize they said he came into the UFC at nine. He's 24, but he yeah. came in at 19 years old. That is insane. I didn't know he's been around. Yeah, started at Alpha Mill at, at 19. That, yeah, too. yeah. I didn't know he's like been in the UFC that long um, or started that young, I mean. But, man. Scary. Sky is the limit there for might that, not, He might be the fastest Bantamweight. His hand speed is ridiculous, yeah, man. I agree. Called out Dominic Cruz after the fight. Um, a Dominic Cruz versus a Team Alpha Male fighter always sounds oh, fun, yeah. like tasty to me. I think so. I've seen somebody tweet like he's just destined to fight every single Alpha Male yeah. fighter whoever comes. I mean, out. everybody is calling out my boy Dom Cruz. What is going? Like I like uh, I don't like. Are people like think he's just that easy? He just like, seems he's a big he does seem pretty beatable. Well, it's, it's maybe that and then the name, right? Yeah, but man, I don't think he's that easy. I know he. Still. I know he wants Aldo, and that's a better chance for him to get closer he to the title. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm only, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But without Dillashaw there, Aldo doesn't really have anybody right now. Because Aldo's so high, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, Song Yadong is is legit, and I think he, yeah. I think in his head, and it's true, he beats Cruz. He puts himself in a in yeah. a conversation. Oh, I I think he's contender status for me. I yeah. think I saw enough, you know, last night. Even though against a guy like Marais, but yeah, that his speed, the power. The speed was what was like, ridiculous. Freaky. I mean, it's so fast. Yeah, that first right hand that landed and dropped him, I was like, okay, yeah. And and then on the other side, you know, we do have to mention that's four in a row for Marais. Um, you know, granted, all four of those against really tough guys, right? Like, yeah. you know, uh, Sanhagen, I think Sterling. Font. F- or no, F- Sanhagen, Font, Marab, and then yeah. now um, Yadong, Song Yadong. So tough guys, man, and, and kind of like what we when we were talking about RDA, has consistently fought the toughest guys. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that, you know, too far off that he was one of the more dangerous guys in that division and mm-hmm. just a world beater. But it's clear that this generation, for where the division is now, he just, he can't compete. Right. You know, so, you know, even after four in a row, if you want, if you think there's more left for him in the UFC, 
to me, it just can't be against these <laughs> these no. young contenders that are looking to make a name off of him. You know, he needs to take a super step down or, 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 you know, maybe hang it up. Like there's not, there's not much for him to prove. I mean, he's mm-hmm. literally a, a beast of a man. And, and I, even the way he went out, like it was kind of rough to see, right. Cause he was still kind of flailing on the ground and it's like, so you can see the dog is still in there. Like he mm-hmm. still has that in him, but just the body, man, it's just not yeah, there anymore. I the seen chin. He took his gloves off. So I was wondering if he was going to retire like during while well, they were doing the yeah. stuff in the cage, but they didn't even talk to him, did they? I don't think so. Yeah, but I think he's kind of in that Barbosa lane now, to where it's like you're so tough, and he can put a lot of guys out, but it's just when it doesn't, when you don't have the game plan, or because his whole game plan is being doing the striking, but he doesn't have the chin for it anymore. I feel yeah. like so mm-hmm. you have to either do a really big adjustment or get okay with being like a gatekeeper at this yeah. point for him. I don't even know if that man. It's like, Maybe he goes to Eagle FC. There you go. <laughs> Why not? Uh, boys, next fight. Sadiq Youssef defeats Alex Caceres by unanimous decision. Um, Youssef putting it into Caceres' five-fight win streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, really close first round. I actually kind of gave Caceres that first round. And then in the second round, Youssef starts landing those big leg kicks. Really changed the whole fight. I think by the end, he had over 40 yeah. leg kicks total landed. Um Really slowed Caceres down and allowed Yusef to kind of dictate that pace and start picking his shots, which is what he wanted mm-hmm. to do the whole time. Um, but I will say, even in a defeat, I won't. You know, I don't want to take away from his win. I feel like even if you are a Bruce Leroy fan, still a lot to be excited yeah. for because Alex Caceres did everything to win that fight. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing I like about Alex Caceres is no matter where the fight goes, he's good. Literally, he's one of those guys, and he can adjust on the fly mm-hmm. too. But um, just overall thoughts on Yusef getting back in the win column um, against a really, really tough right. Alex Caceres. So one of my favorite ways for people to win fights is via leg kicks like that, where they mm-hmm. just start getting really damaging and yeah. inhibits movement. I don't know why more people don't do it. I don't, And I don't even know really necessarily why I like it so much. It's just something about... It's, it, I don't know if it's the technique or the fact that it's so rare, but when you when you take someone's leg away like that it's and done. you inhibit their movement, yeah. it's just such an underrated way to, I think, win a fight. And so I love to see people do it's that. It's demoralizing. I think yeah. he likes the slow torture. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, do. It, just, it is fascinating <laughs> to, like, just break another human being down. Yeah, I mean, cause you, especially in the third round, every time you uh, Sadiq landed a leg kick, I mean, you could physically see, like, the hobble mm-hmm. and Caceres, the inability to move forward like you wanted to, Yeah, um, which I, I don't know. I just think that's really, really fascinating. So that was a good win to see. But Caceres, man, I feel like he needs to wrestle more. Yeah. Like he had moments. His moments were typically on the grounds, trying to get the back, the scrambles. Um, I, and he had a good takedown in the first or second. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like he has some success there, man. I wish he would have. And maybe the leg kicks played into why he didn't wrestle much. Yeah, but, but I think if he gets back to that a little more, he might have more success there. And credit to Sadiq, who typically when Alex Caceres gets on your back, you know, you're not getting mm-hmm. up, and he defended everything really well, mm-hmm. I thought, and, and really showed that, you know, he can hang down there, which is really essential for a guy like him. Who he Yusef has some pretty good wrestling, too. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I think I was, out of everybody on the main card, I think I was most, um, I was most surprised by the adjustments <laughs> that Yusef made. You know, you think of him as, like, this banger guy who's throwing a lot of punches and head kicks, but he leaned on wrestling and leg kicks this one, and that adjustment... Uh, it's huge because I felt like that Arnold Island fight previously, he was just missing a little bit of something else he could add to yeah. trying to land the punches at distance. But mixing in these leg kicks and wrestling make him really, really dangerous. Said they, he's been training with Lloyd Irving. Yeah. Hmm. 
So you can definitely tell that's been paying off. Uh, called out Bryce Mitchell, Ooh, too. Set it up. Love that. Set it up. Love that fight. I did see Bryce Mitchell tweeted out that he'd be willing to step in if a Volker Korean zombie can't fight. Shoot your shot, homie. Yeah, you Go got for to. It. Love Bryce Mitchell. He can fight anybody he wants in my book. Oh, yeah. Boys, Khalil Roundtree defeating Carl Robertson by TKO. Body kick and punches in 25 seconds of round two. Holy shite. Yeah. Like, I I don't know if I've seen a more violent finish than this uh, in the UFC. Big right hook lands for round three early in the second round, and then he just absolutely mauls Oof. poor Carl Robertson. I mean, like, literally scary. Like, like yeah. it was like a demon took over his body, and he just like like a lion on a freaking gazelle. And that's what I saw. Yeah, and like Robertson at the end looked like just get me out of here. Like I'm, yeah. I'm done. Like he looked hurt. Like yeah. the, the, I said the exact same thing to Abby. I was like, that might be the most violent thing I've seen Crazy. in a long Broke time. Broke him in half, man. Like, like literally the way he grabbed him and just threw him like a kid at the playground. Yeah. Like get off my freaking steps. Dude. Yes. Like, just like that. There was and like no technique mm-hmm. to it. It was just like Ugh. violent. Yeah. And then well, trying to stomp him down. Like it was. Yeah. A yeah. body kick. Boom. That body kick he snuck in as Robertson was on his way up. Mm. Dude, between that and like um, the 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 kick in his last fight that he won where the he knee. dislocated the guy's knee or whatever. Yeah. Let's not sleep on Cleo Roundtree's kicks here, man. Oh. Holy cow. That stance too. This dude comes what out. What was that? That was punched down. Yeah, that yeah. was weird. Which it was it's funny because as the fight went on, he started standing it up more. You could probably tell it's like yeah. it's like the wrestling posture or whatever. I don't know like, what okay, his, never mind. I just I'm didn't know what his what he was looking for there. Yeah. Wasn't that a big thing for him though? Didn't he kind of switch to more Muay Thai stance for a yeah. little bit there? Yeah, yeah he went to he, Tiger he was, and he was doing the like shogun, I think, where he was like, you know, kind of but he keeps didn't see much of that this time though. Like he was much more hunched forward but i do think he's uh, i mean i've always been looking for his potential to come through yeah main sparring training partner for anderson and and anderson had always just nothing but high things to say about him and we just never really kind of got to see it materialize but it's now now. i mean he's two in a row now carl robinson he looked good he landed some really good stuff i think yeah i guess he's his kickboxing oh man his counters were nice yeah and that first round i was like woo, like roundtree's got his hands full yeah so I, i think like Bruce Leroy, I don't know if there's a lot of people who would handle him like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see him get back in. I think he saw a lot of promise, but for Roundtree, it was just yeah. uh, his like announcement that like, okay, I'm yeah. here at 205. Awesome post, awesome post fight words oh, yeah. there too. Kinda Sometimes you forget this dude was three hundred. I remember pounds. when he was on the Ultimate Fighter, like he told that story, and I was like, "Gosh, man!" Well, you can kind of see his stretch marks yeah. too mm-hmm. on, on top of his abs and muscles. <laughs> uh, boys, next fight. The undersell of the year, Drew Dober defeating Terrence McKinney by TKO. Uh, round one, couple knees, couple punches. Um, I don't know if we're going to do a comeback of the year category uh, for our <laughs> year-end awards, but if we do, this is my early favor, be- or favorite, excuse me, because, man, literally what a comeback by Dober. Yeah. McKinney threw everything at Dober in the beginning of that fight. Spinning back um, fist, knees. Dropped him a couple kicks. times. Mm-hmm. You know, Do- Dober's face after, like, Two or three minutes of that fight looked like he had been through a five round war. Right. McKinney was just hitting him with bombs, took him down a couple times. Um, then Dober just lands that big knee um, uh, and followed it up with some big shots. Keithy Peterson steps in. Um, but I feel like, too, for Terrence McKinney, if you're going to step in late notice two weeks, that like yeah, last week out. we talk about with, um, you know, uh, RDA and uh, Moicano, like just go for it, man. Right. And he burned everything out. I think he just got a little tired. Yeah. I don't even, has he ever been out of the first round in the UFC? You no. know what I mean? So it's like, I think, I think he's going to learn from this, you know, even though it was like a last minute thing, you just kind of are 
mm-hmm. kind of a win-win situation. But yeah, I've never seen somebody lose a fight, and all the tweets were about how good your first round was. I love him. <laughs> I'm saying, but how often do you see that? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I love the dude. Um, I'm telling you, like I've gotten away from having like favorite fighters. I love that dude. Like yeah. he is like literally. Uh, I think he is going to be a champion. The wrestling, the striking, just got to learn and keep. He's only yeah. like 24. Yeah, yeah. I think like he, he tweeted basically a couple tweeks. I'll be back. And yeah, he just got. I know Cejudo's huge on him with the wrestling, and a lot of people obviously seen the the knockout. He's going so. to be a champion. Yeah, he's, his power is crazy. And like, like I said, Drew Dober deserves more praise though, because I mean, that dude's got a Nintendo <laughs> sixty four on his shoulders, <laughs> yeah. dude. I don't know. I don't know how he. The first knee did it kind of glanced, but that second knee was clean. Yeah. Um, and you know, McKinney did a really good job of trying to control him. Yeah. He couldn't hold him down though. And I think, you know, he couldn't, that's why I don't think he got the finish off the knee. Sure. But I mean, he hit him with, like I said, spinning back fist, head mm-hmm. kicks. He mixed in the good takedowns, but Drew Dober, you just have to be a certain type of guy. Oh, different man. Take different. him out, man. And then he called out Bobby Green. Love that yeah. fight. Oh, Put yeah. those two in there. I love that's that. That'd be a fun one. one. Yeah. Drew mm-hmm. Dober, Bobby Green. I hope we see that. That would be awesome. And it's a good fight for both those guys right. too. Yeah. Boys, last fight on the main card that we're going to preview. Alex Pajeda defeating Bruno Silva by unanimous decision. 30-27 on all three. Great fight. Two absolute warriors. Um, Pajeda has an absolute filthy left hook. Oh, gosh. Uh, holy cow. That he was loading hook. that like a shotgun. Just Dude, <laughs> it is unreal. Um, and I uh, also thought Pajeda did a great job defending the takedowns. Mm-hmm. And even when he was taken down, getting right back up, which was something we were concerned about, you know, for him, especially in his last couple fights. Um, also worth mentioning, his chin held up as well. I mean, Bruno Silva is a guy who has 19 knockouts on his record, and Pajeda took some big shots. Yeah. So great, great fight. The way you guys felt about Ankalaev and Santos, I kind of felt that with Pajeda mm-hmm. in this fight with Silva. Like, I wasn't super impressed. Really? Yeah, man. Like, he couldn't really? put him away. He was getting taken down. Yeah, he got it's up. It's Bruno Silva. I th- exactly. Who's at the top of the division? But, dude, Bruno Silva's a beast, dude. He's. I think he was like... I think he was on like a six or seven fight mm-hmm. win streak. I mean, I mean no, 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 like three or four. He he's kind of newer to the UFC. Yeah, I was gonna say, is he is he ranked? No. Um, up, sorry. But w- what I will say is this: the shots that that Pajero was hit landing, especially with that left, the way it sounded, I didn't think Bruno Silva was going to be able to shake him off, but he did. Like he until the end of the fight, he was kind of just eating those and still coming forward. I will say this for Pajero too. Some of the he he takes a lot of his um uh, his striking defense isn't very good. He took a lot of big clean shots. John just doesn't want to see him fight Izzy again. <laughs> I mean, scared. but Izzy doesn't John, get hit. John doesn't want to yeah. see that. John don't want to <laughs> see Izzy get hit with that. I mean, the dude. I'm saying <laughs> he has a long way to go still though. Woo, Izzy. Ain't, He's Izzy. calling out for a title shot, and the dude's hey, got two fights. Hey, John doesn't want to see it. Like, I mean, you gotta come. I ain't worried about hey, it. Hey. But what I'm saying though is he got hit a lot. Hey. You can't let Cannoneer hit you like that. Mm-hmm. You can't let Paulo Costa hit you like the that or Bobby Whitaker. I feel like Anasanya, and this is like really terrible for for Pierre for me to say this. I feel like Anasanya can outgrapple him. And hey, hey, I was about to say we're gonna see Anasanya in a singlet <laughs> yeah. for that fight. Anasanya's <laughs> gonna walk to the ring with the headgear. Yeah. <laughs> What's kind of crazy too is it is a nightmare. That matchup is a nightmare for Izzy. Oh yeah, I don't think so matchup. though. It is a night- oh, dude. Terrible. He's two and zero in kickboxing against him. It's okay. Terrible. But that's a long time ago. It's a Izzy's fight. fought the toughest guys in the world since then. It's a nightmare it's a terrible for him. Fight. But this isn't they, kickboxing. They could though. fight in two weeks. This isn't kickboxing, man. It's pretty close. Hey, that's what though. I said. But it, they're the opposite. <laughs> What's funny is their striking is opposite because Bejeda is all strong, 
straight and John keeps his head up. It's opposite. It. Izzy is where smooth. Out Izzy and Izzy didn't knock him out. That was a long time ago. So my dog. John so. was watching that fight. Like, no. <laughs> no. No. He hasn't looked at. He hasn't looked at the Please. same level yet. Oof. Boys. Five and one. This dude's only had six. How many fights has Izzy won? He's only had six professional MMA fights in his career. Bruno Silva's had almost 30. Yeah, Izzy made it to the title He's in one year. He's still learning. It's the same thing. He's mm. still learning this sport. And he yeah. just beat a dude who's had 30 career you fights think, with 19 yeah. You think knockouts. Izzy gets the title if Pierre was in the division? Yeah. No. I don't know. Because the MMA aspect of it. But here's the thing. For Izzy, He's huge. I sent you guys a picture of him mm-hmm. standing next to Glover Teixeira, Alex Pajeda and Glover Teixeira. I said, who's the 205-er and who's the middleweight? Yeah. He Paul Acosta's huge, too. Yellow Marrero's huge, too. Massive. Costa can't, can't kickbox like he can. No. But he has power, dude. Okay. As he does well against power strikers, he doesn't do well against guys who counter-strike. Mm. Look at the silver mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. But he still won the fight, though. Barely. I want that fight tomorrow. Me I don't too. want Alex Pajeda to fight anybody else because <laughs> I don't want him to face a wrestler and lose. Yeah, I know. I want Izzy and Pajeda right now because <laughs> Alex Pajeda is probably going to be walking out champ. Ooh, I don't know about that you one. Heard yeah, because then Izzy's going to be in his head. I don't know. Izzy, Izzy is really good. but I just I, feel I, like the, the experience, man, uh, and against I, does he think he's doing that against Marvin Vittori? Because Marvin Vittori is going to take him down. I can't wait to see Izzy in the headgear, the singlet. <laughs> The shoes. He might he might pull out the guillotine in that. You we, never know. We, he talks we, about how good his guillotine is. We need to tell is. him tube socks with your wrestling shoes. Yeah, uh, Jacob's always said that. You got to yep. wear high socks. Yeah, you should. So we'll, we'll maybe go to his Instagram and let him know. I might. I might tell him, hey, I got a couple <laughs> of non-believers here. <laughs> so when him. we when we finally get the Izzy interview, I'm going to tell him about how you guys think he's always going to lose, <laughs> and you guys and you hate anime. <laughs> and and you guys are telling him I hate anime. And then you're going to have to be like, gonna lose. Uh, You can go back and check my record. I don't think I've ever picked against him. On this podcast. I've picked against him quite a few times. Yeah, I don't think I ever have. You just you did, can't though. tell him I hate anime, but everybody's going to be like, why is Izzy in Iowa? <laughs> He's <laughs> reading about Dan Gable. Izzy's going to have a Hawkeyes t-shirt on in his next training <laughs> <I> photos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see it. Uh, but uh do want to give credit to Bruno Silva, though. That man is a dog. Yeah. And I think most men wouldn't have stood in front of him and taken some of that. And I think Bruno Silva is still a problem for a lot of guys 85. Yeah. I, I wonder if... Pajero was a little bit tired because when he hurt him in that third round, he kind of let him just kind of lock him up in the clinch and kind of survive that. And I didn't think he had much left. I mean, yeah. Bruno Silva is tough, yeah, but I thought he was on his way out. But to to pull through that, it'll be interesting to see what he does next because he's still a Bruno Silva is still very much a a, good, a tough fight for guys at eighty five. Yeah, um, Brandon, update us on our points. All right, so um, we have a new leader. It's your boy. I'm sitting at. 16 points. I guess you start with last place. Mm-hmm. John. Yeah. John here in last place. Here's you? the thing. I got really close on the ballsy Santos skull. Too bad we're not playing horse. Oh, did you? Because <laughs> he he tried to do the whole, if you don't pick Santos, you're a coward. And I was like, I'm not afraid to pick oh, Santos. Yeah, he yeah. has a chance to win. <laughs> I love that. Peer I love pressure. that you did that. But he <laughs> almost pulled it off, though. He pulls off that, that knockout. You're going over there like, yeah. dang, I'm an idiot. I won. What are you talking about? But I'm saying if he pulls off that knockout, you pressured me into picking if, him. If, if, if. Didn't happen, though. All mm-hmm. right. What's who's so, saying? I'm 10 second. points for John, 12 points for Nate, 16 for me. Good, man. You're pulling away early. Um, I will say for the record, Jacob texted me about the pick. Like, after uh, he texted me and asked what I thought about the picks, I hadn't listened to the episode yet. I said, as long as you picked Magomed, I'm good with whatever. But I did say, for the record, I can show the text message. I yeah. did say I would have picked Song Dong. Yeah, but when you're not here. Yeah, it is yeah. what it is. I would have picked Song Dong, but I did tell him, too, that I was okay. The fact, because he said you guys had both picked him, and I'm like, I'll take a shot on Marlon Marais. Right. Like, well, it's Marlon Marais still, you know, but all good. Um, 
Thank you at least for picking Magomed Jacob. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Well, it's funny is I didn't even think about getting your pick, and then when you brought it up, I was like, he got all excited. I like, loved yeah, it. I'm making this pick. I loved it. I'm glad he did that. I, I, I probably, if you would have texted me, I probably would have just said let Jacob pick anyways. <laughs> so he does pick a lot, I will say. He gives yeah. me his picks, and he, he is pretty accurate a lot. Boys, we got to fly through this. We got to get out of here. <laughs> UFC fight night. Um, spent a lot of time riding on John's uh, Iowa Hawkeye over there. Um, future <laughs> Iowa Hawkeye. UFC Fight Night, boys, it's a big one in London at the O2 Arena. Maybe. Uh, maybe. We got to talk about this. Yes. Yeah, so, our current main event as it stands is Tom Aspinall versus Alexander Volkov. Um, so, due to the conflicts going on with Russia and Ukraine, currently it is unclear at this time, uh, as we're recording this, if England is even going to allow Volkov, uh, who is a Russian native and fighter, to compete in the country due to travel restrictions. Um, apparently, this is a problem that could affect other fights on the card, including Nikita Kroilov, who's scheduled to face Paul Craig. Um and then a couple other guys, like, I think half the main card is, like, Russian. Mm -hmm. um, and then Dana White did say that he's hoping, he thinks they're going to be able to figure it out, but did say that they apparently have um, a replacement for Tom Aspinall. I did see on, uh, earlier this week, Kelwani did an interview with Aspinall. He said he has no idea if it's a replacement, who it's going to be. He's been told nothing. They're still promoting it even as last night that this fight is going to happen. Mm -hmm. So we're going to move forward like it's going to happen, but... Stay tuned this week because a lot of this might change. Um, I hope it goes down though because right. Tom Aspinall currently a perfect four and zero in his US, UFC career. All four of those finishes in the first round, except for the one against Arlovski, which was a sub in the second. Uh, his last fight was in September of last year, which was a first round knockout over Sergey Spivak, who just looked great. Yeah, that against, aged really well. Yeah, that did. That <laughs> looks really good. Um, then you have Volkov, Volkov, who's super seasoned vet, and let's be honest, he beat Surreal Gone um, last year. He mm -hmm. would have been fighting Derek mm -hmm. Lewis for that title. Um, did lose that obviously by unanimous decision. Then beat Marcin Tibera, who was on a tear himself uh, in October really last well. year. Yeah, another yeah, really good win for him. Like I said, hope this one happens. I think this is the matchup that we really need to see, you know, from Aspinall to see if he is that legit contender that we all think he is in the division. Obviously, the size is a discrepancy, That's right? A big, Volkov's big like six eight. Aspinall's a guy that people think might be a little bit on the more undersized side mm -hmm. uh, for the division. Um, so if he can beat literally the biggest guy in the division, I think that will say a lot for him as a heavyweight. Right. What are you guys thinking? I think we might see uh, Aspinall's blast double come back out <laughs> if, if this fight's happened. So the big thing for me is the height differential. Sure. Um, and Aspinall is obviously a decorated striker, so he's going to have to find a way inside, and that's going to be a tough task. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Gone had trouble getting inside of Volk. Um, so that's a big one for me. Um, yeah, I'll be, I'll be interested to see uh, how the fight goes down again if it happens. Mm -hmm. I hope it happens. Yeah, and, and Volkov is also just not only tall, he's just a big guy. Super he's, rangy kickboxer. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Um, and he has a lot of experience. Like you said, he's fought everybody. Mm, yep. He's beat a lot of really good guys. He's struggled against a couple guys, but he doesn't get finished. Yeah. Derek Lewis is the only guy who's finished him in the mm -hmm. UFC, and that was the craziest comeback. One another, talking about crazy comebacks. Yeah. To come back to get that knockout. And then for Aspinall, you know, this is a name you need on your list to mm -hmm. push you up there. And if you're Volkov, this is a good win to prove you're still up there. Yeah. You know, like you said, he was one fight away from probably fighting for the title if he wins that decision against Surreal. So I think it's definitely going to be um, it's going to be interesting to see if one still has it or if one definitely has it when you talk about the up-and-comer against the, the, the contender, the veteran. So What's your pick? I'm going to go Tom Aspinall, second-round TKO. Brandon. 
No, I'm first. Yeah, he's in oh, first place now. Um, I'm man, this is tough because Volkov is really good off his back too. Yeah. Because I do feel like Aspinall. I I think we want. I want to see him take this fight down. <laughs> I don't want to see him play with Volkov on the feet. Um, we've just seen Volkov absolutely just outclass um, mm-hmm. guys on in the stand up department. Um, ah, man, I, I'm gonna go Aspinall because I do believe in the hype. Think he needs to take it down. I'm gonna go just like he did Arlovsky. Wow, man. I'm debating a decision, but I'm going to say second round sub, Tom mm. Aspinall. That was my pick. What would you say, John? I said second round TKO. Well, I, I doubt it goes to the fourth or fifth. Um, I don't. I think Aspinall is going to try to avoid that. I'll say third round TKO. Yeah, and I think Aspinall has a lot of the same traits that Gon has as far as being flight on his feet, being able to get in and out pretty easily. Mm-hmm. I think you might see a similar fight to... He is super agile. He's got... Crazy athleticism, but man, I just Volkov makes me so nervous yeah. every time he fights somebody. Man, he fights everybody so good. Yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't put a hundred percent money on anybody fighting Volkov like winning because yeah. he just has that potential. He's just so big, and it's like everything Stefan Struve like kind of should have been. Yeah, he's 100%. like found a way to put it. Yeah. Together. And he might have the best back tat in the UFC. Oh, that samurai! That thing is sick. It's pretty awesome. Uh, boys, the co-main event. Arnold Allen versus Dan Hooker. I could see this one if it, this could be our new main event. I'm guessing they would probably just move this up. So we're picking for this one for show. Uh, the hangman Dan Hooker making his return to featherweight division after nearly five years fighting as a lightweight. He actually came into the UFC as a featherweight, mm-hmm. went 3-3 three and three in that run, then moved back to lightweight in 2017 where it got off to a great uh, – run he won six out of his first seven um then went on to win just one in his last four fights uh which culminated in his first round submission loss to islam last october mm-hmm. um and boy he's got quite the uh handful with somebody who in terms mm-hmm. of a fighter walking me and back to this division and arnold allen uh, arnold is, or allen is currently a perfect eight and oh in the ufc currently riding a 10 fight win streak for his career mm-hmm. um he's beat veterans like gilbert melendez nick lentz got a big unanimous decision in his last win against sadiq Youssef, who mm-hmm. we just talked about winning um he handed sadiq his first ufc loss um, actually, and ended a six-fight win streak for Yusef. Mm-hmm. Um, but make no mistake, boys, Hooker is definitely uh, Allen's biggest test to right. date, uh, both figuratively and quite possibly literally, because yeah. Hooker is going to be a pretty big featherweight. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a big featherweight. Super tall. Yeah. Um, so what are you guys thinking about this? Hooker's move back. Do you like it? Do you love it? And then what shots are you giving him against old Arnold Allen? I mean, I think you kind of have to see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, I feel like um, – He's a he's a veteran at this point. He has a lot of fights under his belt. He did have a run at Feather. So, I mean, his coaches weren't big on it, but then he kind of, I guess he proved in a, in a couple cuts mm-hmm. that he can do it comfortably. Sure. So if he can do it and he can maintain the power and stuff he brings down to that from 55 and then having that reach gives him a lot of advantages if he can make the weight cut comfortably. I don't like it at all. Mm. I think this is a. T- I, I don't like the fact that he's moving down. I don't like the matchup with Allen. Mm. To me, he's just he's been on a rough patch for a while. The knockout with Chandler, I think, really did a number on him. Um, and his most recent win was against Nazar uh, Nazarak. Yeah, and he wrestled that whole fight. And look how bad Hackbrass just looked against yeah. Bobby Green. You know um, too. So I don't know. I I just think mentally to go from forty five <clears> up to fifty five, <throat> struggle, struggle, and then now I'm going to go back to forty five. Mm-hmm. I just don't know, man. I think I think to me, Hooker is just that guy who, when when the lights are bright, he doesn't tend to shine. He did with Felder. That was like the, I think the biggest fight mm-hmm. where it was you know real big and he showed up. But outside of that, man, I just don't. 
I don't like this at all for him. I agree because you know, um, you know, I think on the stand up they're probably fairly even, right? But mm. I really think Arnold Allen is just so well rounded mm. that if he wants to go in and make this a ground fight, he's got the capability to do that. And I just don't think there's much that Dan Hooker is going to be able to do to stop it. And I think going from 45 up to 55, fighting there for a while, and then to go back down, mm. that can't be easy. Especially at his age. He's kind of yeah. later in his career, mm-hmm. too. It's right. tough. So I think that's going to play a role. I'll be interested to see how the weight goes, the yeah. weight mm-hmm. cut. So, yeah, there's a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think with the experience of of high level guys that that Chandler has or not Chandler that Hooker has now, mm-hmm. I think it it keeps him away from feeling like this is a bright lights fight. Maybe mm-hmm. when you fought like the Chandlers and Islam, like these high profile guys, um, it's interesting too. Is Allen doesn't fight a lot at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he broke his hand in the Yousef fight. I was reading this article. He broke his hand. He got a um, the the basically UFC told him either go to the doctor tomorrow. And he said that my options were go to the doctor or go out and get pizza and go to a bar. He went to the pizza and bar, got to London. I mean, he's from England. No, I'm saying he he goes back to England. Uh, They tell him, oh, it's just bruised. You'll be all right. Six weeks later, he gets another checkup. And they said, oh, never mind. It's broken three places. So he like prolonged all that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's another thing to think about is he doesn't have a lot of he doesn't have a lot of fights. I mean, he's fought like once a year his whole career so yeah hooker's definitely got experience i mean you said this is definitely his toughest matchup for arnold mm-hmm. allen yeah, and i yeah. think even for a guy that hasn't been in the featherweight division as of recently if he does beat um hooker it's gonna put him right, right. i mean it's a, still a big win i mean unless hooker just shows up and just looks like a shell of himself which there is a possibility because there is yeah. some truth in what brandon yeah. said about you know him moving back down especially after his last four man he really t- i mean go back to like that dustin fight that was mean, a war holy cow i mean mm-hmm. you talk about taking years off of each other's lives mm-hmm. um, yeah and you know for him to going through the whole you know having to wait in quarantine and his you know new zealand having the training issues of not let not wanting them to train during the covid stuff right. and right. he's had a really rough run too so It'll be, and I mean, that Islam was a last, he came in a uh, short notice and then he ended up losing that one too. So hopefully he does the camp right. I'm actually taking Dan Hooker in this one. I'm going to say second round TKO. Man, Boy. that's a, hmm. we think, oh no, I'm second. Yeah. Sorry. I keep forgetting. Um, I'm going to go Arnold Allen. Yeah. I, I really, I think everything Brandon said is pretty spot on um, with the cut. I'm not a fan of it. Um, and I just think Arnold Allen is kind of, maybe they're more equal in the stand-up, but I just think Arnold Allen is just more of a well-rounded mixed martial artist. I think he's really just a couple fights away, a couple wins away, too, from a potential title shot, and I don't think Dan Hooker's going to stop that. So I'm going to go Arnold Allen. I'll be honest, Dan Hooker's a guy that kind of gets caught in the firefight a lot. I could see Arnold Allen, I'm going to say TKO first round. Wow, okay. Yeah, I don't, I'm completely open to the idea that Hooker can completely prove me wrong and sure. go in there and show up, but I doubt it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Allen. Um, part of me wants to say decision, but I think, again, I think it's going to be too much too soon for um, Hooker to do all of this. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take Allen by, I'm going to go with, It's a five, is it a five or three round fight? Three. three. I'm going to go with second round, I want to say sub. I'm going to go with do second it. round sub by front choke. 
Ooh, yeah. even, ooh, ooh, we'll throw a bonus point in there if it ends in front show. Mm. I'm, I'm saying that right now. Uh, boys, let's get the rest of this card is stacked. This could be, you You put Leon and Usman at the top of this card, this could be a pay-per-view. Right. I mean, it's literally so stacked. You got my boy Patty the Batty Pimblet making his return against Kazula Vargas. Gunnar Nelson returns against Takashi Sato. Shamil Abdurrahimov versus Sergei Pavlovich. And then in the main, or kicking the main card off, you got Nikita Kroilov versus Paul Craig. That's a Big fight mm-hmm. in the light heavyweight division. Big implications on the line there. Uh, the undercard is even stacked. I don't remember everybody, but all you need to know is kicking this whole thing off, the very first fight of the night on the undercard, Ilya Tapira, who's 11-0, and 0, kicks it off. I mean, he's a guy we've talked about on this podcast before. Right. Huge potential there. So if he's the first fight on this whole card. I think he's had his opponent changed a couple of times for I don't this. know. I'm not sure. That could be why they moved him lower. Yeah. It's a <clears throat> lower fight. But like I said, huge card. I'm really excited. Is there a time difference for That's this? That's what I was about to ask. I wonder if it starts. it's going to start at like 10 in the morning uh, or something. I don't think it'll be <laughs> that. Um, Hold on. You I'm, keep looking at it. Yeah. I'm going to look on ESPN. Well, ESPN isn't very... Um, boys, so before we get in the news, I told you guys I had a surprise. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I figured, you know, after last week, I needed to do something big this week to really get people to know this ain't no second rate podcast, right? Mm-hmm. We've been wanting to change our news for a while. So I had to brush off the Pro Tools skills. Nice. And I came up with a new news jingle for us. Yes. I'm tired of having to carry this on. Long overdue, without further ado, the new news jingle. Boys, let's get into the news. Going on the news. Mm, we're going on the news. Mm-mm. If you don't like it, Brandon will punch you and give you a bruise. <laughs> wow. There it is. Boys. I almost cried. I, I like came, it. I came bearing gifts. That's pretty sick. <laughs> Let's do it one more time. <laughs> going on the news. Mm, we're going on the news. Mm-mm. If you don't like it, Brandon will punch you and give you a bruise. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty awesome. Copyright, by the way. Anybody listening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I might have stole some sounds in there, so maybe not. They're probably royalty-free. They're probably royalty-free. Boys, let's kick off the news with something that I'm pretty pumped up about. I don't want to get too into it, um, but feel a certain type of way about this, um, and that is Kayla Harrison has re-signed a multi-year deal with the PFL. Apparently, the PFL reassured Kayla that they are willing to cross-promote with other promotions. Um but newsflash for Kayla Harrison, the UFC ain't cross-promoting with no. nobody. And um, because in the way I see is if they didn't see Kayla Harrison as a big enough draw or commodity to match the Bellator and PFL, because the way I understand it is Bellator offered a nice deal, but PFL matched it, so right. she just re-signed. If they didn't see her as a big enough draw, they're not going to see her as a big enough draw um, to basically be the first fighter outside of Conor McGregor to cross-promote a, a fight with. It's just not mm-hmm. going to happen. They don't do that. That was a very rare case. And if they don't see her big enough to have in their promotion, they're not going to do it with the PFL. That's number one. That I'm kind of like, okay. But then she told Ariel Hawani on the MMA Hour that it literally, in her words, haunts her to know that she doesn't basically have the same star power as Ronda Rousey at this stage in her career, which um, I think... I, I, to me, that bothered because I always say, "Go get your money." Right? Like, if, right. if she did this for the money, they offered her more. Great, go get your money. But if you're doing it now for star power, for legacy, you got to be in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's just period. Like, what are you gonna do? Cross promote Bellator to fight Cyborg? Yeah, that's you're it. six years too late. Yeah, nobody right. cares. Like no. Cyborg, because who beat her? Amanda, like nobody cares. I mean, not saying nobody cares about Cyborg. Cyborg's still probably one of the better women in the world. That mystique is gone. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. it's gone. You want you want that you know that star power that thing. You, 
it's either got to be money or that at this point, you know, right. and, and if money's it perfect, like I, I would never mm-hmm. say like, always go get your money, but it just, it kind of like irked me a little bit. Cause like, I want to see her take that next step. Cause I think she could be that. Like I've been, we've talked about, it. I'm really excited right. for Kayla Harrison potentially being in the UFC. So maybe I'm a little sour that that didn't happen. Yeah. But like we talked about like the Holly Holm matchup. I mean, how exciting is that? Right. I mean, pain. Yeah. I mean, there's just, I saw something she talked to Hayla, uh, Kayla talked about maybe making 35. Well, see, that's why I was wondering. I like, wonder if they told her like, Hey, we don't know how long we're going to keep 45 open. If Amanda walks out, I don't know. You'll just, have to do 35. And maybe she didn't want to have that type of pressure. I don't know. I mean, your biggest fight outside of the UFC is cyborg. Yeah. And that's still, even if you go out and decimate her, it's not going to be enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, everybody's still going to think Amanda. I mean, yeah. in all respect to Raquel Pe- or uh, Juliana Pena, because I think she deserves to be in that talk too. But right. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you could add a lot of big fights. Jermaine is still a big fight. You know, Pena, you said home. Like, there's there's a lot of cool, good names for you to add to your resume think, had you went. I think, I think Jermaine got cut. She did? I feel like she's an Invicta. Could be wrong. I didn't know Invicta even had a went up that high in the weight classes. Yeah, I think they go. I think they go pretty high. So did she not get offered anything by UFC? I don't know. I, I thought know she, she had like she a had, dinner. Or she, something. she met with them. I do know that. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. If they didn't see her as a big enough draw to sign her to their roster for mm-hmm. whatever Bellator and PFL was offering, then they're not going to cross promote. Yeah. Is Meg Anderson still in the UFC? No. Maybe she's gone. I mean that maybe that's something you could do. <laughs> but is it? It's just a name. It I'm just, a at this name. point, because at PFL you don't know anybody she's fighting. I wouldn't be shocked if I think Ander- Megan Anderson. I think retired. Well, I think she's just not fighting currently. Yeah, I think I read that she's like enjoying you know the away only, from fights. The only exception that I could maybe see the UFC is if it's what Amanda wants. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe if mm. Amanda comes, but even still, dang, and if dang. she loses to Juliana again, you think the UFC is sharing anything no. with anybody? Like, come on, bro. The only reason that the happen- Connor things happen is because there was so much money involved with Floyd that they felt, yeah. they probably felt okay with what they got. And like I said, I'm totally cool with go get the most money you can get, but then you can't at the same time say that it literally yeah. haunts you at night to know that you're not on that same level or considered. Right. Yeah. Because you're not fighting who yeah. everybody does see. You'll on have to level. be okay with being the, like the fade or the great, to never fight in the UFC. I digress. Yet. And this genuinely comes for a legitimate like fandom of Kayla right. Harrison mm-hmm. and how excited I thought to see her, you know, against because uh-huh. I think she matches up really well and could beat any woman yeah. her weight in the world. I really feel that way. Sorry. Sorry. I could go on longer. You're a little hyped up right now. <laughs> I mean, first episode up. back. Yeah. yeah let's call Tiger out the cage, man. Robert Whitaker versus Marvin Vittori being booked for UFC 275 on Ju- June 11th. Got really excited when Whitaker put out the whole oh, skinny man. Rob is coming back because I thought that meant he was maybe going to go back to 70 and he was like he got, I was just meaning like I got to start losing weight <laughs> yeah dang it Rob I, w- I really want to see Whitaker back at 70 man yeah I think if he can make it there's so many fun man. Like, I think John you had said him versus Colby like that would oh. be just such a fun fight oh, I really yeah. think so in this fight like, like fun fight but it's like you both lost to Izzy twice yeah. like what well, okay where do you go? so when he wins and what like, yeah I don't know Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson official for UFC 274 on May 7th. That's an exciting fight. It's an exciting fight, but I just kind of feel like Chandler runs through, man. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm still excited. I'm more excited for that than I am Vittori. It'll be a fun fight. Yeah. Uh, Rob Font versus Marlon Chito Vera for a Mm. UFC fight night, April 30th. Another grief. I Mm -hmm. think that's a fun, fun fight. Yeah. Um... Oh, what next? Oh, sorry. Greg Hardy officially released by the UFC. His last fight was on, or his last fight on his contract was that last fight that he just lost against Sergey Spivak. He announced on his IG that the UFC basically didn't resign him. He's going to move on. Um, he started his career three and zero. First two fights were on the Contender Series. Then he went four, five, and one 
in his UFC career, uh, leaving the promotion on a three-fight losing streak. Mm. So apparently he wants to keep going in MMA, and maybe Eagle FC is his landing spot because they just announced that they signed UFC veterans Hector Lombard, Tiago Silva, Junior Dos Santos, and Jorgen De Castro. Lombard versus Silva is that's the fight that they've booked, and then Dos Santos versus De Castro. The main event, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a big fight for that's a big like main event because I mean, this Kevin Lee and and Diego, yeah, Kevin Lee defeated Diego yeah. Sanchez. As Diego well. didn't that's have where, a bad show yeah, from what, what I heard. I haven't seen it. Um, but that's not like a oh, all right, these guys are really in this type sure. of thing. But you know, Junior is really good. De Castro showed some promise. And then obviously Hector Lombard, he was a legend in Bellator and didn't have as as decorated ever run in UFC, but he's still known. Sure. So getting these fights is definitely huge for Eagle to try to put themselves. Yeah, well, and they put some highlights on ESPN, which I thought was pretty impressive too. Yeah, because. You don't see a whole lot of love for MMA in right. general, so to be that early on and get some highlights is pretty, yeah. pretty big. I agree. That's it, boys. That's all the news I got. Does anybody have anything before we wrap it up? Um, your boy Gary Tonin got Yeah, I was going to say Tonin. Got oh, done bad. That was rough. <laughs> yeah. That was rough. Um, first first career loss, right? Yeah. MMA yeah. First one. Yep. Also, um, on that card, John Lineker became their yes. band champion. I'm glad you said that. I wanted against, to be, yeah. uh, Billy Bibaniano. I don't know. Fernandez. Uh, he knocked him out. It was nasty. I seen the video. I saw the wire. Uh, also in one champion. They're making some big calls. I know uh, Galvea got his. Andre Galvea, yeah. Yeah, he got his match announced against um, DeRitter. I think, and that dude said that he could beat Izzy easily. Um, kind of like Alex Payne. They're fine at 85. It, well, it's a submission match. I don't uh, know exactly. Yeah, one, you know, okay. one does those kind of yeah, yeah, submissions. Also, I don't know if you guys seen this, but the Rotolo brothers got signed to one's grappling. Really? Yeah, they just announced it last night. That's awesome. They so deserve that. Their grappling uh, ch- little matches are going to be kind of crazy. <laughs> I still love that video that Flo posted of them. Like, <laughs> what started out as like play fighting in their oh, hotel yeah. room, and then like one of them's bleeding. It's like, dude, I would have literally like the one beat their. I don't know how it landed, but like the one was like they were like arguing, like brothers fight. Dude, mm-hmm. I literally would have killed you with that buggy choke. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, 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 how do you like break up those two like fighting? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But that, I mean that could be really huge for you know jujitsu on the on the mainstream. Yeah, putting them on these people who have these huge platforms. Those two, like one. those two, like they're so athletic too. I, I could see them kind of transitioning to MMA well, if they ever wanted. That's to. what a lot of with the one stuff. That's how it usually starts. Like yeah. Tony was starting on the submission scene. Gordon just got signed for their submission a while ago but typically when the guys sign on for the submissions they they're moving the idea is they're going to move into some yeah. mma or and galval you know andre galval he's had he's, mma fights yeah, and i could fought. see him you know he's kind of hinted at taking mm-hmm. another crack Tom at blast him. he's another one dude let's see him and gordon gordon just do it galval, galval and gordon in, in, in mma yeah like i don't care about adcc i mean I'm, I'm excited to watch that don't get me wrong i want to see it yeah I want to see an MMA. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I <laughs> being able to hit and slap. I mean, I can see them just like like submission, like uh, combat jujitsu in each other a lot the whole time, just no, slapping each other, hitting each other, trying to get to the position. But yeah, it's big for one man. You know, you already have this whole mixed um, fight with that Rod Tang and um, mm-hmm. Mighty Mouse. Mouse yep. So they're doing some things, man. I, I like this whole adding grapplers to them. Just gives them something else on the card. I know. Um, was it World Series or fighting or one of them? Maybe Bellator used to do like kickboxing, MMA. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who did it, but just having something different is also kind of nice. Yeah. Just to kind of break it up and bring in more people. I agree. Uh, Brandon, song of the week. Have I already, okay, so I was thinking about this. Have I already done Ill Mind of Hobson 5? Uh, no. 5? 
Yeah. No. Okay, then that's my pig. Okay. I just didn't want to repeat. But I Ill Mind. Of Hobson 5. You don't know the song? No. What? You know who Hobson is? Not a big Hobson. Yeah, okay, I'm not okay, a big fan. Okay. Yeah, he's he's okay. Just not like... This, this is like... He's one of mine too where like there's a lot I don't like, but this is one that I really did like. I'll check it out. Um, John, what is your one for the people? My one for the people is a little bit more towards you, but I want to hear from other people. Think about it. We're not going to argue it now. Okay. But are there more wheels or doors in the world? <laughs> Just think on it. Well, let's think. Off top, right? I think it would depend how many houses to cars are there. Do you know the answer to this? No. no. I, I, I've been arguing with this guy who works next to me at work. Every time he comes up with something, I come up with something, and then I come up I with think, another thing. See, it's tough because I think I would say more people have houses than cars, but then, you know, there are people that, live in their cars happily like live mm-hmm. in vans and stuff and you know there's four wheels on every car but every house has like at least eight doors yeah. to ten doors Are you counting doors like on a car anything too? with a hinge is a door oh well then doors would but demolish that you gotta think tires there's billions of tires in the world there's mm-hmm. semis yeah if you're saying computer it, chairs there's there's r- little wheels oh, so that go wheels, in drawers wheels. yeah wheels yeah anything that's circular okay. and rolls it's a weird hot wheels. Think of all the that's hot wheels. That's what I'm wheels. saying. <laughs> Anything it's I mean every time I'd say something like, yeah, but uh, billions of people have died in coffins and that's like a door, right? Okay, this is what we're going to do cuz I like this. Yeah. On our Instagram, uh let's well we can post it Monday. Yeah, I'll make a little We'll graphic. do a, we'll do a poll. We'll do yeah. an Instagram poll in our story and I'm see sure what Jacob has think. an idea. I just want to see what people oh, think. Oh, yeah. Because like I said, we went back and forth, and every time he'd be like this, and I'd be like, dude, just look in this factory. That's on wheels. That's five wheels. That's seven wheels. When you say, so when you take tires out of it and you say wheels to hinges or doors, I'd probably lean more wheels. Yeah, it's weird, man. You got There's tire shops that are just filled with hundreds of tires. <laughs> there's landfills filled with wheels. Like yeah. rims are technically wheels, so anything that, like, it's... I like it, Brandon. What's your one for the people? Um, I'm in the I'm in the middle of saving for a new tattoo. I want to get my sleeve on my right arm, so I'm 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 open okay. to suggestions for themes. Oh gosh, yeah. You're like you don't even know what you want. Well, I have an idea, okay. but I, I also would like some suggestions. So, if you want any anime, just let me know. Mm, no. Probably not anime. No, that's so stupid. No, don't do that. Don't you put should, that on your body. You should probably do that. Uh, my one for the people. I actually have two because I was gonna put this in the intro, but I was too busy critiquing you guys to remember. Uh, we had the pleasure of seeing Cam Bandcamp mm-hmm. yesterday at the sports card show. Uh, really good to see him. Um, he said he's healthy, he's ready to go, and hopefully um, some fight news pretty soon. Yeah, that'd be nice. That man. would be nice. Yeah, yeah. So We'll have to get him on for a quick... Yeah, hopefully when something's announced, maybe we can just do like kind of like we did with Kyle and... Mm-hmm. Um, a little phone-in. Uh, yeah, Cito. and uh, Cito, sorry. Um, yeah, just like a quick phone-in, like maybe let him talk about the fight, the matchup. A little update. Yeah, because he's got some names, and, and I'm telling you, some of them, if he gets them, it's going to be really cool. So mm-hmm. we'll keep you guys posted on that. My one for the people, though, is actually a fun one. So... Back to my vacation because I did not plan on going off on the vacation tangent at all because I was going to save it for this. Mm. So we stayed on this Lido Key, and this is in honor of uh, March Madness mm. uh, basketball, not wrestling. Sorry, guys. Mm. I know you mm. and Jacob got on. I've got something on the March Madness wrestling I want to get to, too. Um, walking through Lido Key, which is like this little small area, um, you'd have to look it up, but it's not like a big key or island right off of Sarasota. So very tight-knit community, small mm. There's one like city circle and that's where all the restaurants is like literally a big roundabout, like huge, but there's like restaurants and and shops. So we're just kind of out walking and we are walking um, past this Italian restaurant, which we actually ended up eating out the next night. 
And as we're walking by, I see this like giant poster on this like dinner table because it was like out indoor outdoor seating. So the restaurants on your right side of your sidewalk, the left side of the sidewalk is like tables. Mm -hmm. So you can sit outside. And one of the tables, outdoor tables, had like this giant Dick Vitell poster advertising <laughs> Dick Vitell's like books and stuff. And I look back at Ash and I'm like, oh, this place sells Dick Vitell's books. Look at the sign again. Sitting at the table was Dick Vitell himself. Whoa, yeah, baby. Yeah. Dick Vitell just nice. chilling in the middle of Lido Key. That. Hold on. Sets his dang dinner table up as a merch table. Genius. Yeah. Legend. Legend. We do sure. not deserve. You want to take a picture with Dick Vitell? You better buy a book, Biatch. Yeah. Like, if legend. Gonna, we do not deserve Dick Vitell. Yeah, if you're going to interrupt my lunch, you're going to buy a book. And Brandon, do you know who Dick Vitell is? No. Okay, I figured. <laughs> yeah, it's just he, college basketball announcing legend. Mm, okay. Just legend. Absolute legend. Looked great. Yeah, he might be the most legendary commentator ever. Oh, man. Remember those college basketball? Oh, yeah. yeah, baby. Just even like diaper dandies. Like he oh, had all of his little. Love Dick Vitell. And he's just sitting there eating dinner. But set his Good dinner table him. up as. Yeah. We don't deserve it. No. Who sets their dinner table up as a merch booth? It Come might, on. It might be us moving forward. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, catch me at the Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> She's <laughs> that QR code. Yeah. Scan it and follow us. Give us a five star review. Then oh, I'll talk to you about it. Man, such a legend. Such an absolute legend. Um, yeah, that's all I got. So, uh, Dick Vitell and Cam Van Camp. Yeah. If you guys got any uh, meditation advice for Nate to calm down a little bit. Calm down on what? You're coming in hot a lot. You almost fought a guy on a train. You yeah. might need two, a little bit of relaxation. Two cups of caffeine seems like a lot for you. People just <laughs> tee me off, dude. I'm sick, I'm sick of the human race. We'll see you guys next uh, Monday. Uh, peace. Peace. <laughs>